0: Chapter Thirty Four of the Precipice by Ivan Goncharov, translated by M. Bryant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Raisky and Tushin had been talking all the evening, and for the first time in their lives observed one another closely, with the result that both felt a desire for a closer acquaintance. Tushin asked Raisky to be his guest for a week to have a look at the forest, the steam saw, and the timber industry. Raisky accepted, and the next day they crossed the river together in Tushin's boat. Vera's name did not cross their lips. Each was conscious that the other knew his secret. Raisky in any case had learned of Tushin's offer, of his behavior on that occasion, and of his part in the whole drama from Vera herself his jealous prejudices, had instantly vanished, and he felt nothing but esteem and sympathy for Tushin. As he studied the personality of Vera's friend, as his fancy did him its usual service of putting the object, not in itself a romantic one, in the best light, he admired Tushin's simplicity and frankness. After a week spent at Smoke, After seeing him at home, in the factory, in field and forest, after talking through the night with him by the flickering light of the fire, he understood how Vera's eye and heart should have recognized the simple completeness of the man and placed Tushin side by side with Tatiana Markovna and her sister in her affections. Raisky himself was attracted to this simple, gentle, and yet strong personality, and would like to have stayed longer at smoke, but Tatiana Markovna wrote asking him to return without delay, as his presence was necessary at Malinovka. Tushin offered to drive with him. For company's sake, as he said, in reality he wanted to know why Tatiana Markovna had sent for Raisky, whether there was a new turn in Vera's affairs, or any service to be rendered her he remembered uncomfortably his meeting with mark and how unwillingly he had said that he was going away tushin wondered anxiously whether he had kept his promise whether he was annoying vera in any way when raisky reached malinovka he hurried straight to vera while his impressions were still fresh he drew in vivid colours a full-length portrait of tushin describing his surroundings and his activities with sympathetic appreciation. Vera sighed, perhaps for sorrow that she did not love Tushin more and differently. Raisky would have gone on talking about his visit if he had not had a message from his aunt that she would like to see him immediately. He asked Vera if she knew why he had been sent for. I know something is wrong, but she has not told me and I don't like to ask. Indeed, I fear—' She broke off, and at that moment Tushin sent in word to know if she would receive him. She assented. When Raisky entered her room, Tatiana Markovna dismissed Pashutka and locked the door. She looked worried and old, and her appearance terrified Raisky. "'Has something disagreeable happened?' he asked, sitting down opposite her what is done is done she said sadly i'm sitting on needles grandmother tell me quickly that old thief tichkov has had his revenge on us both he wormed out a tale about me from a crazy old woman but this has had no special results for people are indifferent to the past and in any case i stand with one foot in the grave and don't care about myself but vera what about vera grandmother her secret has ceased to be a secret rumors are going about the town at first i did not understand why on sunday at church the vice-governor's wife asked me twice about vera's health and why two other ladies listened curiously for my answers i looked round and read on every face the same question what was the matter with vera i said she had been ill but was better again then there were further questions and i extricated myself with difficulty the real misfortune thank god is concealed i learned from tiet nikonich yesterday that the gossip is on the wrong track ivan ivanovich is suspected do you remember that on marfinka's birthday He said not a word, but sat there like a mute until Vera came in, when he suddenly woke up. The guests, of course, noticed it. In any case, it has long been no secret that he loves Vera and he has no arts of concealment. People said that they vanished into the garden, that Vera went later to the old house, and Tushin drove away. Do you know what he came for? Raisky nodded. Vera and Tushin are coupled together in everybody's mouth. You said that Tychkov had dragged me in, too. Polina Karpovna did that. She went out to find you in the evening when you were out late with Vera. You said something to her apparently in jest, which she understood in her own way, and she has involved you they say she had alienated you from vera with whom you were supposed to be in love and she keeps on repeating that she dragged you from the precipice what had you to do with her and what is the tale about vera perhaps you had been in her confidence for a long time and you both kept silence with me this is what your freedom has brought you to she sighed that silly old bird got off too easily said raisky clenching his fists tomorrow i will have it out with her you have found someone whom you could call to account what is the use of reproaching her she is ridiculous and no one cares what she says but the old chatterbox tichkov has established that on marfinka's birthday vera and tushin had a long conversation in the avenue that the day before she stayed out far into the night and was subsequently ill and he has put his own construction on polina karpovna's tale. he is trumpeting it in the town that it was not with you but with tushin that she was walking about at night then to crown all A drunken old woman made revelations about me. Tychkov has extracted everything. Tatiana's eyes dropped and her face flushed for a moment. That is another story, said Raisky, seriously, striding up and down the room. The lesson you gave him was not sufficient. I will try a repetition of it. What do you mean? God forbid that you should you will try to prove that the tale is not true which is not difficult it is only necessary to know where ivan ivanovitch spent the evening before marfinka's birthday supposing he was in his forest then people will ask who was with vera in the park the kritsky woman saw you at the top of the precipice and vera was-what is to be done asked raisky in fear for vera god's judgments are put in the mouths of men whispered tatiana markovna sadly and they must not be despised we must humble ourselves and our cup is apparently not yet full conscious of the difficulties of their position both were silent vera's retired way of life tushin's devotion to her her independence of her aunt's authority were familiar and accustomed facts But Raisky's attention to her wrapped this simple situation in an uncertainty, which Polina Karpovna had noticed, and had naturally not kept to herself. It was not only Tatiana Markovna who had marked out Tushin as Vera's probable husband. The town expected two great events, Marfinka's marriage with Vikentiev, which was about to take place, and, in no distant future, Tushin's marriage with Vera, Then suddenly there were these incomprehensible, unexpected happenings. On her sister's birthday Vera appeared among the guests only for a moment, hardly spoke to anyone, then vanished into the garden with Tushin, and afterwards to the old house, while Tushin left without even saying good-bye to his hostess. Polina Markovna had related how Raisky, on the eve of the family festival, had gone out for a walk with Vera. Following on this, Vera had fallen ill, then Tatiana Markovna, no one was admitted to the house, Raisky wandered about like one possessed, and the doctors gave no definite report. There was no word or sign of a wedding. Why had Tushin not made his offer, and if he made it, why was it not accepted? People surmised that Raisky had entrapped Vera, if so, why did he not marry her? They were determined to know who was wrong and who was right, and to give judgment accordingly. Both Tatiana Markovna and Raisky were conscious of all this, and feared the verdict for Vera's sake. Grandmother, said Raisky at last, you must tell Ivan Ivanovich this yourself, and be guided by what he says. I know his character now, and am confident that he will decide on the right course." He loves Vera, and cares more for what happens to her than to himself. He came over the Volga with me because your letter to me made him anxious about Vera. When you have talked this over with him, I will go to Polina Karpovna, and perhaps see Tychkov as well. I am determined you shall not meet Tychkov. I must, replied Raisky. I will not have it, Boris. No good can come of it. i will follow your advice and speak to ivan ivanovitch then we will see whether you need go to polina karpovna ask ivan ivanovitch to come here but say not a word to vera she has heard nothing so far and god grant that she never will raisky went to vera and his place with tatiana markovna was taken by tushin tatiana markovna could not disguise her agitation when ivan ivanovich entered her room he made his bow in silence how did you find vera she asked after a pause she seemed to be well and calm god grant that she is but how much trouble all this has caused you she added in a low voice trying to avoid his eyes what does it matter if vera vassilievna has peace she was beginning to recover and i too felt happier so long as our distress was concealed tushin started as if he had been shot ivan ivanovich continued tatiana markovna there is all sorts of gossip in the town Porushka and i in a moment of anger tore the mask from that hypocrite tychkov you have no doubt heard the story such an outburst ill fitted my years but he had been blowing his own trumpet so abominably that it was unendurable. Now he, in his turn, is tearing the mask from us. From you? I don't understand. When he gossiped about me, no one took any heed, for I am already counted with my father's. But with Vera it is different, and they have dragged your name into the affair. Mine? with vera vassilievna's please tell me what the talk is when tatiana markovna had told this story he asked what she wished him to do you must clear yourself she said you have been beyond reproach all your life and must be again as soon as marfinka's wedding is over i shall settle on my estate at novoselov for good you should make haste to inform Tychkov that you were not in the town on the day before Marfinka's feet day, and consequently could not have been at the precipice. It ought to be done differently. Do just as you like, Ivan Ivanovich. But what else can you say? I would rather not meet Tychkov. He may have heard through others that I certainly was in the town, i was spending a couple of days with a friend i shall spread it about that i did visit the precipice on that evening with vera vassilievna although that is not the case i might add that i had offered her my hand and had met with a refusal by which you tatiana markovna who gave me your approval were aggrieved that vera vassilievna felt bitterly the breach of our friendship One might even speak of a distant hope, of a promise. People will not be kept quiet by that, for a promise cannot always remain a promise. It will be forgotten, Tatiana Markovna, especially if you, as you say, leave the neighborhood. If it is not forgotten, and you and Vera Vassilievna are further disturbed, it is still possible, he added in a low tone, to accept my proposal. ''Ivan Ivanovich,'' said Tatiana Markovna reproachfully, ''do you think Vera and I are capable of such a thing? Are we to avail ourselves of your past affection and your generosity merely to still malicious gossip, to stifle talk for which there is a basis of truth? Neither you nor Vera would find happiness in that way.'' there is no question of generosity tatiana markovna if a forest stands in one's way it must be hewn down bold men see no barrier in the sea and hew their way through the rock itself here there is no obstacle of forest sea or rock i am bridging the precipice and my feet will not tremble when i cross the bridge give me vera Vasilievna. No devil should disturb my happiness or her peace of mind if she lived to be a hundred. She will be my Tsaritsa, and in the peace that reigns in my forest, will forget all that now oppresses her. You don't yet understand me. I do, whispered Tatiana Markovna tearfully, but the decision does not lie with me. He passed his hands across his eyes and through his thick hair, then seized her hands. Forgive me, I forgot the important point. It is not mountain, forest or sea, but an insurmountable obstacle that confronts me. Vera Vasilievna is not willing. She looks forward to a happier future than I can offer her. You sent for me to let me know of the gossip there is going about in the view that it must be painful, didn't you? Do not let it disturb either yourself or Vera Vasilovna, but take her away, so that no word of it penetrates to her ears. In the meantime, I will spread in the town the account we have discussed. That man, he could not bring Mark's name over his lips, leaves the town tomorrow or the day after, and all will be forgotten. As for me since it is decided that vera Vasilovna is not to be my wife it does not matter whether i die or live tatiana markovna pale and trembling interrupted him she will be your wife she said when she has learnt to forget i understand for the first time how you love vera do not lure me on with false hopes for i am not a boy who can give me security that Vera Vassilievna will ever, I give you that security? His eyes shone with gratitude as he took her hand. Tatiana Markovna felt that she had gone too far, and had promised more than she could perform. She withdrew her hand and said soothingly, She is still very unhappy, and would not understand at present. First of all, she must be left alone i will wait and hope he said in a low tone if only i might like vikentev call you grandmother she signed to him to leave her when he had gone she dropped on to her chair and covered her face with her handkerchief end of chapter thirty four